0: USC in the latest poll for the college football playoff, they're eighth in the country. Yeah, that's way too high. Let's go. Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Lockdown Pack 12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thanks so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network your number one source to stay up to date with the Conference of Champions. Like, comment, subscribe, please, if you haven't already, wherever you are listening to or watching the show right now, which today is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app. Use promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Go check out Upside. And we always get a lot of Upside with my man J.T. Wistersill, host of Locked On Utes on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcasts, and we are talking about the college football playoff rankings, which are out. And uh, I'll just say up front, everybody, if you're a USC fan watching or listening out there, you're probably going to be very upset with me by the end of this opening segment. And I am here for it. JT, my man, it is still I I, I regret that the Utes are not in this playoff discussion, but they're still very much alive in the Pac-12 championship pictures we'll get to later. But it's great to have you on the show, man. Feeling better. I hope you had a little bit of an illness there.
1: Yeah, doing better. Excited to talk about this. Always fun when we do get into this time of year just to see the rankings. And you're right, it's a bummer for Ute fans and because they all were expecting, hey, college football playoff this year. But as a Pac-12 fan, I'm just excited that there is this much talent in the conference. And as we were talking about even before we recorded, Utah and Washington are also both plays away from still being in this race because they each only have one loss too.
0: Five teams in the top 25 for the college football playoff committee and are from the Pac-12, that is, which I think is a great place to be the top six. If you haven't seen them, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see Georgia one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, Tennessee is five and TCU is four, which is props to the committee for admitting their mistake of not having TCU high enough a week ago. They were way too low. Their resume was way better than Alabama's or anyone who was ahead of them. I'm glad the Horned Frogs are there. I don't know if TCU can win out. I think they're kind of, they seem to be hanging on by a thread a little bit because they keep getting behind in games and they keep coming back, which is a testament to their resiliency. But I think if you're the Pac-12 and you're looking at teams that are going to be removed from the conversation, it feels like TCU is in a spot where one loss could be very punitive and at least put them on equal footing if they were to still be a one-loss conference champion with whoever wins the Pac-12 if they have one loss.
1: Definitely. Especially if Oregon doesn't lose another game and they just continue to dominate teams. And I think you'd look all the way back. I think the committee kind of talked about last night, the chairman did, I forgot, I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head, but just talked about how you look at that Oregon loss going all the way back to that. And he was just talking about, well, you look at what they've done recently, but the thing he didn't mention, that's the most important one talk about Oregon is the day of that loss. The very first week of the season, you have to, you want to have the best teams in the college football playoff by the time you get to those last rankings reveal in December. And it's, you can't even quantify how much a team has grown from the first game to the last game. And that's something that I think is so important for this Oregon team. So if they continue to play really good football and haven't lost a game since. September 3rd, then of course they're still going to be right off the top. And I think you can definitely make an argument. They're better than a TCU team who has a more recent loss. Cause that recent loss is more of a reflection of what their current team is versus this Oregon team is currently so much better. And even if they went and played that game once again, I think it would be a totally different game because of those improvements we've seen specifically out of Bonex.
0: I want to get to the uh, the biggest takeaway I had for the Pac-12 going into these rankings and here's the full top 25 for those of you watching on uh, YouTube. USC is there at number 8 and UCLA is at number 12. JT that is outrageous. It is illogical, it is backwards, there's no sense to it other than USC is a bigger brand that the committee would rather have in the playoff to get more people to watch than UCLA on a football sense. There's no arguing that USC is much more valuable for the college football playoff committee. You've got the LA market much more attractive when USC is in it, as opposed to UCLA being in the playoff. I don't think the Bruins are out of the playoff picture here, but USC at number eight, there's absolutely no way you can justify that. If you're a USC fan out there, you could maybe justify USC at eight, but not if UCLA is at 12. The Bruins beat the only team that knocked off USC? Well, it was a close game. Okay, so let's say for the sake of that particular argument, Utah and USC are in relative equal footing, which kind of appears to be the case. UCLA beat Utah handily. It was a 17-point game, and DTR threw a pick six it, and, and it didn't matter, right? And then the final margin was 10. UCLA was in control of that game throughout. So you factor that in with the fact that UCLA has a good win against a now top 25 Washington team. USC does not. USC's best win this year is probably at Oregon State, who's a solid team, but they're not in the top 25 anymore because they lost to Washington. USC also should have lost that game to Oregon State, but to their credit, they found a way to win, and you have to be rewarded for that, as you should be. And UCLA, the the only thing I can think of here, JT, is USC's loss is better than UCLA's, but UCLA has more quality wins. I don't think that that is – I don't think that's even arguable. Losing at Utah, not a lot of shame there. Losing at Oregon, not a lot of shame, but it was a lot closer for the Utes-Trojans game than it was Bruins and Ducks. That's yep, the only yep. thing I can get to here is USC's loss is better and USC is a bigger brand. That's you, They're four slots ahead. Four. It'd be one thing – I'd still be upset if it was eight and nine But this should be UCLA at eight or nine and USC, in my view, one spot behind him. And there should be a gap more than one spot between UCLA and the Utes.
1: No, I mean, I totally agree. And obviously, I've played both of them now and for from a Ute fan perspective. And look, obviously, UCLA was the better team, as you mentioned. But it just it just feels like these teams are super close. So it doesn't make any sense to have such a big disparity between the two. And it does feel like if you look at that body of work, as you mentioned, that UCLA should be above them. UCLA was. Right there, neck and neck, and look, I know neither team really had, well, I guess it's weird to say that USC didn't have a good non-conference yet, because technically they do still have to play Notre Dame, and that Notre Dame game actually could end up being fun, as you just threw up the graphic right there, Irish now number t- now 20, so it's a chance for USC to get a quality win, but for UCLA, yeah, I just feel like when you look at what DTR is with Charbonnet, their, even the running game is really strong. And even without Charbonnet, this past week, DTR still put the team on his back, found a way to get a win, and that's still a defense that yes, they got gashed a little bit by Oregon, but has done some nice things. They did a really good job against Utah, the 13th ranked team. So I, yeah, these two teams are much closer to me than the ranking. And I mean, personally, I do feel like UCLA is a better team, and it does feel like, as you mentioned, just kind of that big brand bias of like we'll go into the season like we had them higher, and it's something ends some up people who want to be like, Oh, that's not fair to call big brand bias. That's all we've seen from the committee in the past. It's why we've seen teams um, like Tennessee had this. Everyone felt like Tennessee had the strongest resume coming in. And yes, they were the number one team, but you look at it in the past, like we saw LSU get that big bump. Like there's just a lot of those examples and LSU. Yes. They proved the committee. Right. But we, TCU should have been higher. We talked about it. So there's a lot of these times these biases play into effect. And it feels like that's what's happening here as well. And look, USC is going to have a chance to prove us wrong. And UCLA is going to have a chance to prove us right. That's what makes us a lot of fun. But right now, I agree. I feel like UCLA is a better team, especially they've just won more convincingly against better opponents, as you highlighted.
0: I don't think that USC is is not a good team or they can't uh, get to the Pac-12 the championship game. It. They couldn't win it or they could. Like, I think USC should be in the top 10. For but sure. the other thing, I'm, I'm just looking at these specific rankings mm-hmm. to be clear. Yeah. There is no way at this point in the season USC should be four slots above UCLA. And we're talking about big grand mm-hmm. bias. There's somebody else who's benefiting from that. And it's not Alabama, who I think is appropriately seated there, still inside the top 10. We'll get to all of that after I talk to you about Upside. Inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and Upside offsets inflated prices by giving you cash back on purchases. When and where to use Upside? How easy is the app to use? What do you plan to do with all your cash back? Those are decisions you can all make. It's very easy to get started. Download the free Upside app. Use my promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business. Pay as usual, a credit or debit card, and get Pay. Hey, download the free upside app. Use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. I don't have a problem with Alabama being there at number nine because they're two losses. They're playing yes. in the SEC. Best conference in the country. I'm fine with it. There are two losses, a two point conversion in overtime and their kicker missed a field goal and a knuckleball wobbled its way through the uprights at, at Neyland, Stale- Neyland stadium at old Rocky top. I don't have a problem with the tide being there. The team I take issue with is Clemson uh-huh. in what universe and putting Notre Dame in the top 25 is the same thing. It's just to justify Clemson being there at 10 because they've been in the playoff and they've won and they're getting a level of respect that they just should not have. I think any, and I mean any of the four. Heck, I think Washington could compete with Clemson. I think they might they might lose because they're about a year away from being really, really good, though the Huskies are still a good football team. But any of those four Pac-12 teams, I think take care of Clemson easy. I think Oregon outscores them. I think USC outscores them. I think UCLA outscores them. And I think Utah just dominates them because I, like many people, Well, at least in in your circle, perhaps have now sold my stock on the Utes being a really good football team this year. But I look at Clemson, I say there's not Notre Dame should not be in the top 25. What other team could have three losses, two of them being to Stanford and Marshall at home? You beat Cal by seven at home and you get to be in the top 25. Give me a break. It is ridiculous. and I think Pac-12 here is getting a little bit screwed by it. Because Clemson's sitting there at ten, I think that's where USC should be. I think UCLA should be at eight, and Bama should be at nine. Or if you want to go Bama nine and UCLA or Bama eight, UCLA nine and and USC ten. That's fine. But in what world are those two Pac twelve teams USC or UCLA and Utah? Rather getting all my teams mix, mi- mixed up right now just because I'm fired up about fired up. Yeah. <laughs> in what world? Are UCLA and Utah, based on what we've seen, worse than Clemson right now? Or or have worse yeah. resumes? The answer is they don't. And, are well, and,
1: they, and they know who their quarterback is. I mean, that's a massive part of this. <laughs> that's I mean, a, that's a I mean, biggest the biggest thing. Clemson has no idea what they're doing right now in that regard. So, and, I mean, it was a bad loss at Notre Dame, too. I mean, it wasn't, a, it wasn't even close They got housed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they got housed to a Notre Dame team that on that same field lost to Stanford. And we as Pac-12 fans know, Stanford stinks. They're not good this year. I thought they'd be a little better. They're mildly improved from last year, but not much. I mean, they they just got run out of their own. Yeah, exactly. They just got run out of their own building by Washington State, who's a solid team. But if you're respectable at all, you're not losing that game by 38 points at home. So I I just I take issue with that in a major way. And the Pac-12's got two teams in the top 10, but they should have three. I, I think Utah with two losses, keeping them out. I'm okay with that. But UCLA should be in there if you're going to put USC in there.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And I just like you mentioned, just looking at Clemson's resume, like it's just it's another the Pac-12 is better than the ACC this year. I'd 100%.
0: Have, like, all these not, the ACC
1: is bad. Yeah, all these teams we talked about, like Wake Forest, NC State, I mean, Florida State, Syracuse, like they all just kind of cannibalize each other. They're not great teams because they lose to each other. We've seen the, in the Pac-12, we, there, we know these teams are really good this year is because they've been able to avoid those upsets against inferior opponents for the most part. And in years past, they have kind of stumbled and fallen in those games versus that's what we've seen from the ACC this year is all those teams, Wake Forest, NC State, Syracuse, Clemson now as well included in that. They've all taken a little bit of a tumble, and yes, I know Clemson overall, they're still good I mean they belong in the top 15 but like you said I don't feel like they're playing better than those teams we just highlighted even going forward especially because we don't know what the quarterback situation is there when you go on the road and lose a game like that to, as you mentioned well at the time was a not ranked team and then they jumped them up to 20 right now and Notre Dame could turn around this week and lose because we have no we really, still really don't know what that team looks like you mentioned their resume and yeah I, I feel the same way I just feel like Once again, big brand bias is coming into play here for Clemson, a team that we've all really liked. And uh, yeah, I mean, I would be very surprised. I like, even if TCU loses a game, I like their record and strength of schedule a lot more than Clemson's and I mean, yes, I know all the Pac-12 teams only have one loss, but I still like – I like UCLA more than Clemson, and I feel like they should be above all these teams. I I would rather put a one-loss Pac-12 champ or TCU in over Clemson, and I mean, I really think we're going to have it the first time where Alabama and Clemson are out of the college football playoffs. Still feels weird to say no Alabama in the college football playoff, by the way.
0: (laughs) It does, but it looks like that's going to be the case, and it should be the case. And Notre Dame, just for uh, what it's worth – I know this is not a Notre Dame podcast, but – (laughs) <laughs> they've got a solid win against uh, a BYU, who's yep. not as good as we thought they could be uh, this year. They they have they have been they down. At,
1: Liberty too. Like, it's, it's struggling for BYU. Yeah, Liberty's,
0: Liberty's not. But again, BYU, correct. it's at least correct. like something. But there are three That's wins correct. in a row. They've got the Clemson game. Okay, you win by 21. Maybe the margin is correct. what helped them get in the top 25. Before that, it was Syracuse and UNLV. So let's not pretend that this is... Erratically. I mean, that game on November 26 at USC, Notre Dame is going to get housed. Yeah, the Trojans are going to take them to school and remind them they're not actually very good. Meaning Notre Dame at best this year, eight and four. That's that's the best I think they could finish. They yeah. got Navy and Boston College who who sucks. So they'll stay in the top 25, they'll keep climbing, and then I bet USC absolutely blows them out later in the year. So when you look at the the rankings right now, JT, in the top 6 are here Oregon at number 6, Tennessee 5, TCU 4, Michigan 3, Ohio State 2, and Georgia at number 1. And then USC at at, at number 8. I don't think UCLA is out of this playoff picture. No. I know they're not getting the respect they deserve right now, but here's the good news for the Bruins, even though they are they are getting disrespected in this edition of the rankings. The fact that USC is getting overvalued there at number eight at the moment is a good thing in a sense for UCLA because you have time. You play them next week, I believe, not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday in, in the day of the year in the Pac-12. Gosh, it's going to be good. Yes, it will be. You get a ch- You get a chance to show your skills against a top 10 opponent. You can knock them out of the championship discussion. If Oregon beats Utah, then UCLA is primed to get into the Pac-12 championship game and you have an opportunity to pick up a top 10. win. That's the good news for for UCLA, right? Like they're further down than you'd probably like and further down than they should be. But USC being there means if you're able to beat them, that's a top 10 win that is seen very highly of, or they're highly regarded by the college football playoff
1: committee. If UCLA beats USC, they will definitely leapfrog frog Alabama. In my opinion, I think they wouldn't be able to ignore the strength they better. Of that. Yeah, yes. And then they'd be two and one against top 12 teams. You look at their win against Utah, then they just beat USC. And yes, their one loss is at Oregon. That is not a bad one loss. No, so it's not a bad at, loss you know, at all. When you look at all these other teams, because that one loss is to as we mentioned, a team that especially by the end of the year, which is how we're comparing these teams is like, how do you look at the very end? Oregon will still more than likely be a top 10 team. Because even if they even if they loo- let's say they lose to Utah, that's still a really good. That's not a bad loss again, either. I know you're at home, but Utah is still a good team. So that's still it's still not a bad loss for UCLA that you lost to a really good Oregon team that only has two losses and those two losses are to top 12 teams. So, yeah, I think UCLA is in a great spot to win out. This is the best position. I think we've basically been kind of talking about this the whole time without specifically saying it. This is the best position the Pac-12's been in to have a team in the college football playoff in a very long time because all of the contenders have avoided stumbles against those inferior opponents except for the team that I'm supported by in my background right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, that Florida loss continues yep. to look not Great. It's just, you know, week one, I bet you if we play that game in week two, Utah is able to win. How
1: about if it was at Rice-Eccles, like it'll be next year? I mean,
0: yeah, if it's at Rice-Eccles, I think it's definitely a Utah win. But I think this year, if you play Southern Utah first, shout out to Thunderbirds, who who I do a bunch of (laughs) play-by-play for. But um, if you play Southern Utah first, get the kinks out and then go play Florida in the swamp, it's probably
1: I totally agree.
0: Yeah, I I, I think that that would have benefited them. But all three of those teams, uh, JT, I think you and I uh, agree, yeah. can get into the playoff and are in a good spot to do so uh-huh. because, you know, Oregon's got the toughest remaining schedule. They've got Washington this Saturday, they've got Utah next week, and then they have Oregon State on the road. I, I wonder, I mean, the Beavs are going to get up for for that game, you, you know, but I wonder if they're not having a different level of of energy and excitement for themselves after that loss to Washington last week. I think that's something we maybe have to stash away and and see what happens come come game week and whatnot. But Utah may be out of the college football playoff rankings. The Pac-12 as a whole is not. But the Utes are still a very dangerous team and might be the team that keeps the Pac-12 out of the playoff this year. JT and I will get to that After we talk to you all about Bet Online, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find it those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, JT, let's talk about those Utes, because two losses in the Pac-12, yeah, you're not getting into the college football playoff, but can still get to the Rose Bowl, could still win the Rose Bowl. I know that would mean a lot to Utes fans. They haven't won that game before. We're very close a season ago. But Utah could be the team that keeps the Pac-12 out of the playoff, because if they beat Oregon next Saturday, assuming the Ducks beat Washington, their two touchdown home favorites— I think they'll be able to get that win. It's hard to pick against them at Autzen Stadium, but the Utes have won in Autzen before. Kyle Whittingham knows what it means to do that. If Utah beats Oregon next week, then that opens up a can of worms for the Pac-12 championship game and what could take place there. And if the Utes find themselves in the championship game, which they will if they win out, maybe if Oregon drops another game and say UCLA beats USC but you know whoever wins that game probably going to be in in the championship game or at least a very position good position to do so if one of those teams the LA schools go into it with one loss and play Utah and the Utes win again they could just start knocking them out just one just one by one and by the way here's here's my thought on Utah JT I still think they're a good football team they need to get healthy you gotta have Tavian yep. Thomas at full strength, but most importantly, you need Cam Rising. You got yep. it was a great win at Washington State. It's a tough place to play. I think it's a really solid football team. I like them this week against Arizona State at home. But if you have Cam Rising there, Utah is still a really good team that can play with the best teams in the Pac-12. I think they can win the Pac-12. And now that they're out of the national spotlight, yeah, I feel like that's where Utah thrives. That's where their mo's always been. Right right? Just flying under the radar, just quietly playing good football, one good win after another. They didn't have any problems with Arizona. They, they took care of business with a backup quarterback against Washington State. They just keep racking up the wins. They just keep playing good football, and I feel like that's where the Utes have thrived as a program.
1: Yeah, I mean, they had their best season ever last year, and it was completely under the radar for the most part because they started the season one and two. And then when when everything kind of turned around from there, had the loss to Oregon State, but after that, they were able to make their hay the rest of the way. So it really worked out well for the Utes. And I think it's starting to go that way the same way again. You lose that first game versus Florida. So the national spotlight was already off them a little bit. You tumbled in the rankings. Then you go and lose to UCLA. So now you're completely done from the college football playoff rankings. But then you get a big win against USC. And then it's kind of like, okay, keep an eye on this team. They're not a college football playoff contender, but they're a really good team and could win the Pac-12. So going into the season, the Utes were many people, including mine, of course, picked to win the Pac-12. And what's crazy is, They could win it and then also really hurt the conferences you talked about because there's all these teams in the conference (laughs) with a chance to go out to the college football playoff, do something that hasn't happened since Oregon, and Utah could still win the college football, still win the Pac-12, which is something we thought they could do from the start. But instead of winning it and then getting into the CFP, they would be winning it and knocking all these teams out of the CFP. And the schedule really did break great for them because, as you mentioned, Um, Cam wasn't able to go versus Washington State. You saw a great team performance and a good performance by Bryson Barnes, their backup that allowed them to get that tough, gritty win. Another team win against Arizona this last Saturday, where Cam did not start out that game well, but – they were able to run the ball and be effective, they were able to get the win. And I expect the same thing to happen this Saturday when the Utes take on Stanford. So I do think the Utes won't, won't have lost a game since that UCLA game. And it's going to be setting up what's going to be a major showdown against Oregon the following week. And as you mentioned, if they can win that and just keep that momentum going, then they're going to be able to do it. And it would be a huge successful season for Utah and a real bummer for the Pac-12 not to get anyone in the college football playoff. <laughs>
0: It would be uh it'd be the Utes playing spoiler for the league, no doubt. That hasn't gotten into the playoffs since 2016. Remember, Washington got in uh two years after after Oregon. Oh, thank but you. those yes, yeah, those right. are the only two Pac-12 teams to to have made the college football playoff. They're in a really really good spot right now. But I just I'm I'm refusing to sell my Ute stock. I'm yeah. I'm not going to do it. I have to see how how things play out this week. How the teams are looking, matchups, injuries, but. I've, I've been saying all year, I think Utah is going to be able to beat Oregon at Autzen Stadium. We'll, we'll see. I think this is going to be a really telling week for Oregon because they're playing a prolific offense, and they're playing them at home, and how they are able to slow down the Huskies, or lack thereof, Will significantly determine how I feel about them going up against the Utes, who we know can win in a in a low scoring slugfest, mm-hmm. like they did against Washington State with a backup quarterback, or they can win in a shootout, as they did uh, against USC. I think that's one thing that makes the Utes such such a dangerous team. Once again, the uh, Pac-12 has got five teams in the latest edition of the College Football Playoff rankings. Oregon at six, USC. Either the Trojans are too high at number eight or the Bruins are too low at number 12. However you want to put it, there is no reason to have four slots of separation between those teams. Clemson should be like 15. It should be one slot ahead of North Carolina and behind Penn State or maybe one behind Utah. Regardless, UCLA should be in the top 10 or USC shouldn't be in it. I think it should be both teams are top 10 caliber. You've got Washington in there at number 25, setting up a top 25 showdown at Autzen. On Saturday afternoon, my thanks to JT Wistersil, host of Locked On Utes, for coming on to talk about all of this sort of stuff. And JT, I just look forward to the moments where we get to bring you back on because Utah is just not out of this thing. And I, I loved what you said about them starting one and two last year. Mm-hmm. Then they went nine and one. Yep. They started one and two first. Now they got two losses, written them off. Here they come. Here, yep. here they come. Same quarterback, same running back, a lot of the same players, same head coach. A lot of good stuff, including you coming on the show. Appreciate it, man.
1: Appreciate it, Spencer. It's going to be a fun time. And as you mentioned, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. What a time to be alive.
0: Best day of the year in the Pac-12. You've got USC, UCLA. You've got Utah, Oregon. Do I need to say any more? Probably not. Appreciate everyone listening. I will see you next time and have a wonderful rest of your day.